What's the vibe, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Running Off the Screen. I am the man they call Mac. And before I get into this episode, I would like to announce that I have partnered with Raptors Republic. And what that means is all my content focused on the Raptors will exclusively be on the Raptors Republic YouTube channel. So please be sure to check them out if you like to uh, check out my weekly Toronto Raptors analysis. But on this channel, the running off the screen channel, I will look into general NBA topics on a weekly basis and I'll be adding different types of fun content down the road. So please subscribe so you're up to date with every drop. Um, so since the beginning of free agency, actually since the NBA draft, I've seen a bunch of analysts talk about the winners of the NBA offseason. And pretty much every video talks about the Lakers getting Westbrook, Carmelo and uh, reuniting with a bunch of former Lakers, Chicago solidifying their point guard spot with Lonzo and adding offensive firepower with DeRozan uh, to help Levine and Vucevic, and Miami collecting players uh, that meet that M uh, Miami Heat basketball DNA, you know, that toughness and grit that Kyle Lowry and PJ Tucker offer. But I would like to take the time to shout out the teams who I feel may have had like maybe a sleeper off season. And I guess when I say sleeper, I mean basically teams that are not named the Lakers, the Heat, and the Bulls who made the right moves this off season. So the first team I would like to talk about are the Washington Wizards. Now, entering the offseason, I did not think the Wizards were going to be able to move Westbrook's contract. It was pretty clear that they wouldn't be a winning team with the, the backcourt of Russell and Beal. You know, because there's so much cap that was tied up in that backcourt. It would have been very difficult. It would have been a serious mission to add some type of depth and backup for those two. So the fact that they were able to ship out Russell with Hutchison and a couple second round picks to receive Spencer Dimwitty, Kyle Kuzma, KCP, Montrez Harrell, Aaron Holiday, Isaiah Todd, and one million cash. That's pretty impressive. So basically they used Westbrook to build their entire bench. Cause if you're looking at the rotation, you're looking at Spencer Dimwitty and Aaron Holiday at, at the point guard. Uh, Bradley Beal and KCP as your two guards. Uh, Denny Avdia, Kyle Kuzma as your small forwards. And you could even sprinkle in Corey Kispert as a small forward there. Uh, you have your power forward as Rui Hachimura. And I would put Harrell as the backup power forward. And then you have Thomas Bryant and Daniel Gafford as your centers. Now, if they could say, like, because I know Avdia and Thomas Bryant... Are coming off injuries but if they could stay somewhat healthy they can make some noise in the Eastern Conference uh, the next team that I think had a nice offseason are the Charlotte Hornets they made a trade around the draft uh, trading away the 57th pick and they received Mason Plumley and the 37th pick which end up turning into uh, JT Thor and one aspect about that trade that I think is getting overlooked is the the playmaking ability a guy like Plumlee is going to add to that roster. And then add that to 
them drafting two of the most athletic players um, in the draft in James Booknight and Kai Jones. Plus, they brought in Kelly Oubre, who, I don't know, maybe he can give you a big game here and there um, if he's mentally locked in. And and also, they were they were rumored to get Laurie Markkinen at the time of this recording. So that would be a good finishing touch uh, type of signing. So I think they're doing a good job of adding pieces around LaMelo, Rozier, Bridges, Hayward. And I could add PJ Washington in there. Um, I could I could see him having a bounce back season, even though he didn't have a bad season. But he could have a breakout year, especially with what he's dealing with, with all that drama with his ex-girl. You know, just take out his frustration on the court and have a career year. Uh, the next team I want to talk about are the New York Knicks. Not many changes as far as personnel go, but re-signing Derrick Rose, Alec Burks, Nerlens Noel were great moves for the culture of the organization. You know, throughout the recent years, the Knicks have not been an example of stability and continuity. So bringing back established role players go a long way for the morale of your squad. There have been many teams that, you know, had those breakout years and then they get dismantled because those players up their value and then they just go chase the bag and leave the team. And instead, like, other than um, adding or re-signing those players, they brought in Evan Fournier, who I think is a decent upgrade over Kevin Knox, obviously. And I, I still can't believe... I still can't believe they took Kevin Knox over Michael Porter Jr. Like, I know there was, tw- like, 12 teams that passed up on Michael Porter Jr., but the Knicks just seemed like the spot that was right for him to fall to. You know what I mean? Uh, but anyway, in this draft, the Knicks ended up drafting Miles McBride, Jericho Sims, Quentin Grimes, and those players feel like a nice young core that fit their DNA. You know, those tough defensive-minded players who, who can find their spots on offense. And then also they brought in Kemba Walker, who sets them up for like a solid offensive guard rotation of Kemba, Rose, and Quickly that will complement the front court of Julius Randle, Obi Toppin, Mitchell Robinson, and Nerlens Noel. And also you're looking to see fellow my fellow Canadian RJ Barrett seeing if he, he can take that next step of career and just help Julius Randle close out games a little bit more on a a consistent basis, you know. And the next team I want to talk about are the Houston Rockets. And I know what you're thinking. How the hell is a rebuilding team considered a good sleeper team in the offseason? So let me explain. James Harden was traded in January, signaling the start of a rebuild. And usually when teams start rebuilding, they take a season to remove large salaries, uh, and then they take another another couple seasons to replenish the roster with young assets to grow and learn to win together. You can use maybe the Atlanta Hawks and Phoenix Suns as the, the latest examples of that. And you, could all, you can go all the way back to OKC, the Thunder, when they drafted uh, KD, Westbrook, and Harden consecutive years. 
Now, when you're talking about bringing in assets, the 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 Rockets executed the the young asset part within a few months. I know they could have ended up with Jared Allen and Karis LeVert in return for Harden, but I don't think they were 100% sure uh, that that would have been enough to compete in the Western Conference. So as a GM, why would you want to commit so much cap to players who don't seem like they'll really take your team over the top? You know, a guy like Jared Allen, he just signed a five-year, $100 million deal. Karis LeVert is making around $18 million for the next two seasons. So that's about $40 million in cap. And not to mention you already had John Wall on your roster. You have Eric Gordon still there. So I think having that those core pieces, let's say you had a lineup of John Wall, Eric Gordon, Karis LeVert, Christian Wood, and Jared Allen. That sounds solid, but that's a lot of cap tied up to that starting lineup. And I don't know how far they would go in the Western Conference. So I could see why they kind of shied away from bringing in heavy contracts. And so they built through the draft and making four first-round selections, starting with Jalen Green, the top shooting guard in the draft, uh, will probably be a better player than Levert is in in a couple years. Then you got Alperin Sengun, the most offensively skilled big in the draft. He was the MVP of the Turkish Super League at the age of, what, 18? Then you got Uzman Garuba, an athletic, defensive-minded big, good mobility, uh, makes a lot of hustle and energy plays. And you got Josh Christopher, another explosive scoring guard to develop with Jalen Green and Michael, or not Michael Porter Jr., Kevin Porter Jr. So, now they really got to figure out what they're doing with John Wall and Eric Gordon. And I'm not, like, by all means saying that they're going to be competing this year for the playoffs. I'm just saying as far as committing to a direction and rebuilding your roster with great young assets that complement one another, uh, I think they did a really solid job. And you can't forget they already have K.J. Martin, Jay Sean Tate, and Christian Wood in the mix. So Houston should be a problem in a couple seasons. But anyway, let me know if you agree with this list of teams. Um, If you feel I missed another team or how you feel the NBA offseason has been all together so far. And I'll be back again next week. So please remember to like, subscribe, and raise the vibe. Peace.